Hello, Ventura County. You are listening to Live to Girls on the Air, Real Women in Real Estate. This is Count Bobula Ridgeway sitting in for Tracy Lang and welcoming you to a very special Halloween show of ghouls and goblins and stories of Ventura County ghosts. And now, please welcome your ghost host for Girls on the Air, Karen Campbell. <laughs> uh, thanks, Bob. That was awesome. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. I'm glad you're here. We are live today on Girls on the Air, and we have a special show lined up for you today. We have Richard Sennett with us. He is our ghost goblin tour guide of Ventura County, and he's going to be talking all about ghosts and goblins around our area, what's haunted, what's not. Did you see a ghost? Are you, do you believe in that? Do you even believe in that? Me? Yes. I, yes, I do. I mean, I, I've, I've kind of followed Richard a little bit throughout his career and in Ventura. I've seen a, a couple of his uh, tours and stuff that he's done. Uh, it, it's very fascinating. I, I'm a believer in ghosts, maybe not, but I think it's just more I'm fascinated with the, the process of how they come across with it. Or the stories. The stories, yeah, it's exactly. Stories it's behind that. that. I, I, I grew up in a house that was built in the early 1900s. And, and it, uh, you know, it has something that had a little bit of a ghost feel to it when I was living there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, whether it had a ghost or not, you know, doors would slam out of no reason at all. And uh, so it was pretty, pretty interesting. Well, and given we sell real estate, I hear yes. stories about ghosts all the time. Yes. Like, you know, I'll give you an example. I had one house that actually had a story on the transfer disclosure statement that said there was a little girl running through the halls at night screaming with a dog chasing her. And the seller said, we've had it, you know, we've had it seance, we've had it blessed, we've had, you know, sage, we've done all the stuff that we think we should do to make this little girl go away. And um, had someone come in and talk about that. And it actually was on a transfer disclosure statement, only it's happened one time in 30 years. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do some homework about that. And so what ended up happening is if you've lived in the house less than two to five years and you would have that capital gain issue, right? Um, if you have a reason to move before that five years is up or that two years is up, then you have to put it on a document that is legal and binding which is the transfer disclosure statement saying that you have a haunted issue. Yes. And that will get you out of that situation. So it's very interesting that people do that. It's only happened to me once. And, um, you know, so you never know. I mean, some people tell me, oh, my gosh, this house you sold us is so haunted. I, I, I just can't even tell you all the things that happens, right? I'm not one of those believers of ghosts. I just, you know, I want to see it. I want to feel it, touch it. I want to, you know, that's what I want to see. If the door slams or someone, like, closes the piano or whatever, um, I might have a little different story. But I've not seen it, so I don't know if I believe in it or not. Well, I'm looking forward uh, when Richard joins us to go over some of the the things that we run into as far as being a realtor and, and what 
what we may want to watch out for, what, you know, what his take is on some of these, uh, these different stories that we know around town. And, uh, you know, I'm a Ventura native, so I, I've heard a lot of different stories from a lot of different areas. So. And we have a lot of different buildings that are supposedly haunted because I've been on mm-hmm. a couple of his tours. And mm-hmm. so he has told some really good stories that make you really believe that that is true. And so we'll, we'll get to hear from him. He's fascinating. We love him. We're so glad he's in our community. And um, he'll be on in just a little bit. And then we have John Good. John Good is um, a retired police officer um, from Chicago. He has been um, an officer for over 40 years in law enforcement and extensive training as a juvenile officer, a field officer, a bicycle officer, and a school resource officer officer and he's going to be talking about his new book uh, blood on the badge and also going to give some halloween tips for parents that are taking kids out uh, for trick-or-treat so we've got a great show lined up for you today um let's talk about real estate so how was your week uh, you know uh, the week was great uh did uh, uh doug moe who's my co-broker over at keller williams and i uh, we hosted a class yesterday about title and, and some of the, the pitfalls with how some title insurance can and, uh, you know, become a very big issue with a sale. So that, that was a great, uh, you know, great class that we learned from there. Uh, we also had our general meeting at, uh, at our different offices this week and got a chance to kind of share a little bit of information to each of our agents, which is really vital in our industry right now. Exactly. Well, and funny you should say, a title issue. I had what I think is a title issue this week. I actually have a discrepancy in score footage. So I have our uh, real list tells me it's one score footage. The point uh, system with title tells me it's a different score footage. The appraiser has a different number on his appraisal. And we just want to know like what is what? What's the real you know, square footage of this house? The appraiser would be the one I would probably go with because he supposedly measures it. Correct. Except that it's exactly what all of the title stuff says is the square footage of that particular house. So, mm-hmm. I happen to fall in on the conversation on that. Just oh, did by you the really? Way. Yes. And it's, uh, yeah, there, it's a very difficult way when you have too many uh, directions that are telling you it's this amount or that amount or this amount. Which one do you pick? Right. And that that's going to be up to the lender. It's going to be up to the title company and ultimately up to what the buyer is willing to accept. Exactly. And so we're going to have to come up with, like, how did we get this? We're, are we going to do it again? Right. Are we going to measure it again? Have a measuring party, as I call it. Um, I did call CAR to see what their opinion was. And they said, Karen, it's an opinion of value. It's an opinion of square footage. It's how the appraiser measures it they can use a uh, laser they can use a wheel they can measure it with a tape so there's all different ways to do that and every one of them is going to be a little bit off so it's it'll be interesting to see what we actually uh, come up with on monday because all of us are going to work on that really hard again Mm -hmm. we spent a lot of hours doing that uh, on friday Oh, so we'll see good. how it comes out. Well, you've got a good crew. The people that I saw that are involved with this, you've got a great group. Yes, we do have the professionals that we need working on it. Um, I also was involved in um, an economic forecast this week. 
And um, basically, they said the market is slowing down just a tiny bit, not a lot, especially in our area. We have very little inventory. But what he did say is that first-time home buyers are still buying properties, and um, that's going to continue. Uh, they're actually going to have an opportunity here in the next couple months where they have more of an opportunity because there'll be less buyers in the market over the holidays. That's just what happens every year. Um, and they'll probably be able to get just a little better deal because those people that need to sell before the end of the year will be a little more motivated to do that with less buyers in the market. Right. right. Mm -hmm. So I think that was very interesting. Um, they said the job growth is strong in our community. Uh, we do have some labor, labor shortages uh, as far as workers. Mm -hmm. We don't have enough workers. Like, I find it short in restaurants. Like, there may be one guy handling the whole restaurant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just is not a problem. Yeah, there's work out there. Uh, there there is. is. It's just a matter of finding the people that are willing to take on these jobs. Right, and qualified, right? Yes. Uh, he said early retirees are moving closer to family, and that is giving us a little bit of inventory which is good. Uh, he also said that homes must be priced very well in this market and they must be in good shape. Buyers are not willing to buy a house at this price with this interest rate and not have it be perfect. So um, the price needs to reflect exactly what the condition is. And then buyers or properties are staying on the market a little bit longer. Uh, and that's typical this time of year, too. That's not anything new. We know that. Um, one thing he said is going to be a definite uh, issue is uh, our credit card debt has gone up this year mm -hmm. uh, substantially. Yeah, it's uh, a good 15, 20 percent more, I think, now, isn't right? it? Right. And, and it's also order. becoming delinquent. People are not being mm -hmm. able to make those payments. So that could be a little bit of a hinge for things. We're still having insurance issues. Uh, we're still having to go to the California Fair Plan and then wrap a new policy around that fair plan. Um, you know, insurance is a very interesting thing. I had, uh, uh, what was it, farmer's insurance uh, is mandating that we have water shutoff valves in order for them to write a policy. And I'm water like, shutoff valves. Water shutoff wow. valves and a, a water detection system. Hmm. So that if the roof leaks or the water heater leaks or something like that, that you are notified so that they can reduce the risk mm -hmm. in doing that. And so we'll probably hear a little bit more about that because that just happened this week. And then, you know, it's always a good time to buy property. If you're ready to buy property, it doesn't matter what the interest rate is as long as you can afford the payment. And I hate to say that, but that's true. And, you know, interest rates are not going to stay at 8% forever. They might go up again one more time. He said that's a possibility, but they're kind of holding back on that. The feds are like looking to see, you know, the economy is it going faster or slower and it's starting to slow down. Um, so it's always a good time to buy. And that's pretty much, you know, it wasn't an earth shattering uh, economic forecast. So I felt that it was really, really good. Well, do you have any uh, properties you want to talk about that? Uh well, I do have Front one coming up, but it's, we've run into a couple snags, so it's not going to come up as soon as we thought. Okay. Uh, that's the one on Tuloma. Um, but everything else I have is sold. Uh, Tuloma is going to be, that's going to be And that's going to be that sold, be. too, really yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of those uh, they just love to live target in. areas that do extremely well. So. Exactly. 
Um, I've got one. Can I share sure. that with uh, with everybody out there? Absolutely. Uh, this is actually this is with uh, Christy Glinsky. She's one of our top agents in the office. Uh, her and Kathy have one that's coming up. It's a coming soon. Uh, that's going to be at fifty three thirty seven Surfrider Way in Oxnard Shores. Now it's a unique opportunity on this one. Uh, it is going to be a, a gorgeous remodel when they get done with it. They're you know three quarters of the way through with it. Uh, and it also has a uh, separate private unit, which, I mean, that's gold right there. It's only about five lots from the sand. So it is relatively close to the beach area there in, in Oxnard Shores. In fact, my daughter, uh, Jen, lives down in Oxnard Shores. She loves it down there. It's a really, really good place to be. Uh, it does have a little peekaboo ocean view from, from the unit itself, from the private unit. Uh, they're offering currently at its current condition, and that means it's not quite finished. They will sell it for $1.749. Uh, uh, if you want to get in line, well, obviously because it's coming soon, we can't show it, but you can give Christy a call and, and get on the waiting list. Uh, after that, it'll probably be, oh, uh, I don't know what the price will be, but if they go and they finish up the work, they're obviously going to have to raise the, the price a little bit. So it gives an opportunity for somebody that maybe wants to be a little more customized with what the, the property is. Um, so if you're interested in that, give uh, Christy a call. Her number is area code 805-302-7004 uh, and get on the waiting list from that. Uh, her DRE number is 019-26981. Great. Sounds like a beautiful property. Well, we are giving away a gift certificate to the Greek at the harbor. There's so much going on down there today and tomorrow. It's unbelievable. Am I eligible for that? Anybody's eligible for that. <laughs> you have to give us a call, 650-1590. Give us a call. We're going to do a drawing for a 20, uh, $25 gift certificate to the Greek. Uh, there's lots of things happening down there this weekend, and we'll be talking about that as well. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Larry Reyes with Smart Home Mortgage. My team and I are here to offer our clients and real estate partners more options and more products than any local bank or credit union. When others can't get the job done, we can. Finding you the right product at the lowest rate, at the lowest cost, is what we do. Our team is dedicated to closing loans in 30 days or less with excellent communication along the way. You can find us at the Large Tower in Oxnard, Morgan Stanley Building, 300 East Esplanade Drive, Suite 105. We're on the main floor. Or give us a call at 805-853-3030. Find us on the net, smarthomemortgage.net. Our licensing information is... NMLS number 1569054. My individual NMLS number is 233573. Our California DRE number is 02012912. And my individual DRE number is 01507079. The number you really need to remember is mine, 805-853-3030. Come to Ventiki in downtown Ventura at the corner of Fern, Maine for happy hour food and drinks from 4 to 6 p.m. and enjoy a specialty drink by one of our cocktail shamans, where you will be amazed by the aloha spirit the moment you walk through our A-frame archway and sit around our fire pit on our open patio. See you soon. Mahalo. Call us at 805-667-8887. Once again, that's 805-667-8887.
Welcome back, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. We are real women right here on KBTA 1590. We have a special guest with us today. His name is Richard Sennett. He does ghost tours in Ventura County. Welcome, Richard. We're so glad to have you today. I'm glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about what you do <coughs> and how did you get involved in this? Like, how well, did you get involved in doing tours? Because you've been doing well, them for I, years. Actually, uh, I've been doing this for over 40 years. I saw a ghost one night. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't something I expected. No right? siree. And it just happened. In fact, when I first saw it, I thought it was a real person. Till I walked up and he disappeared. Oh, crud. <laughs> and I, went, I sat there, stood there, my mouth open, and I said, what the heck was that? And... Um, from then on, I've tried to find out what they are and why they're here. And I'm surprised how common they are. In fact, one of the most human things you can do is see a ghost, something that people have been doing for thousands of years, going back to the earliest dawn of writing. People talk about ghosts. And so, but the big question isn't if they exist, but what are they? So that's, what are they? Yeah, that's a big rub. We don't know. We don't know. Now, the theory that they're the spirits of the dead wandering the earth like zombies, that doesn't seem to hold up. Uh, in fact, all the scientific studies seems to indicate that only 20% appear to be people who are dead. The rest, which is you know, 80%, are just mysterious, strange things. Even sometimes people who are still alive. Are a ghost. So how do, yeah, they see them as a ghost. They disappear. They walk through walls, do all the ghost things. But they're people who aren't dead yet. What the heck is that? What the heck is that? And then there's strange lights, fogs, odd things. Even animals can appear as ghosts. Cats and dogs and horses and such. So it's not just reserved for that. So it leads many to believe that ghosts may not be what we think they are. They may well be warps in the fabric of time. So when you see a person in your house, it may not be a ghost at all, but you're looking back to where that person lived there long ago. Hmm. So that could be that. And it's, it's found over and over again. One of the places I'm going to be on Halloween night is the Olivas Adobe. I went there with you. Yeah, it is very interesting. It's very haunted, too. <laughs> yes. But is it haunted by the ghosts of the family, or are these simply warps in time where people are simply looking back and getting glimpses of things that have been long ago? So we're going to be looking for ghosts here. And then, of course, you've got to always be skeptical, too. You can't just accept everything the way it is. Case in point, at the Olivas Adobe, we have a beautiful square grand piano, 1880 vintage, all restored now. It plays everything. And I was in there with a tour, and the thing started to play by itself. Now, it didn't play any songs. It just played a few notes. But there was nobody there. It was really scary, spooky. But I did something that others may not have done. I went to the piano, opened it up, and guess what? Inside was a cat. <laughs> a little feral cat had gotten inside. It was walking around on the string, causing him to play random notes. So in fact, when I opened it up, the cat leaped out for its life and 
went out the door. Everyone had a good laugh. But sometimes ghosts are ghosts. Other times they're just cats or explainable phenomenon. Now, oh I've, I've recently uh, visited Calneva Lodge up in Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, this yeah. was a couple of years back, and they were giving the ghost tours, uh, the Marilyn Mon- Monroe ghosts and so forth that they, uh, they claim that are there. Uh, now, they, uh, they seem, you know, they tried to repeat the same story over and over again. Uh, are those more believable to you, or have you ever experienced that where it's the same ghost in the same place every single time they're there? Uh, no, they, they, the ghosts are random. And right. they always, there's a phenomenon I have given a name to called the George Washington effect, which means there's a ghost in a place, and they always attribute it to the most famous person to have ever gone there, like Marilyn Monroe or Howard Hughes or uh, some other famous individual. Uh, just like on the East Coast, every inn is haunted by George Washington, even though he may have stayed there only one night. But who, it might not be George, it might be some uh, German fellow, Hans Gruber, who worked there in 1810 and was rejected by his girlfriend, so he hung himself. But who wants Hans Gruber? No, they want George Washington. (laughs) They want Washington, sure. And the same is, who who would see uh, Mabel Grange, you know, the the hat check girl who killed herself, or Marilyn Monroe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. maybe there were blondes, who knows. But um, it's uh, very common to attribute the ghost to the most famous person who was ever there. And so what about in Ventura County? What are, what are the most haunted buildings in Ventura? Well, oddly enough, uh, the mission in San Buenaventura okay. is haunted. But then all the missions are haunted. But for good reason. I mean, a lot of Native Americans died like flies mm-hmm. in the, the missions. You know what the average life of a mission convert was? Seven years hmm. on the average. You join, seven years later, you're dead. And it's mostly because of disease and cultural change, too much, too fast. And so it's very haunted. But oddly enough, our ghost at the mission is not a Native American, but a monk who's been seen since the 1880s. So it's got a long history. But that would be one of the best places I would go seeking out uh, phantom haunts. But there's a lot of other places. And by the way, it doesn't have to be a house. Okay. It could be a road. We have in Ventura County, Creek Road. (laughs) Creek Road, (laughs) like going from Ventura to Ojai. Yeah, it's a little tiny. If you've ever driven it, it's right along Antonio Creek mm-hmm. and Antonio it's twisty turning and at night when it's dark it's pitch there's no lights on it so consequently it's very very haunted there are at least 12 ghosts there wow uh, and all kind of, of course the most famous being Charman I've heard that as a kid yeah so as a kid I'd hear something like that and we would go up there carefully mm-hmm. right and then you never know what actually happened, right? So I would stay away from there, especially <laughs> with around this time 
of day, right? Yeah, well, there's, so, there's like 14 different stories about Charman. So take your pick. Uh, <laughs> I always tried to figure out which one it is. But he's not alone. There's at least uh, 11 other ghosts that walk there. And it is a wild creek uh, place. I talked to a police friend of mine. So, so they pick up a lot of dead bodies there. Oh, my goodness. And it's nice and dark. And if you want to get rid of a body, that's a great place to toss it. And so it's, it could have something to do with these sorts of activities. But Creek Road is a haunted road. It's one of the more haunted in the area. I recently talked to a, a person who is a, um, I won't give their title, but they're high in the government of Ojai, I'll say that. And they were driving to Ventura from on Creek Road from Ojai. And they were, in the, this is the daytime. She swears she saw a young boy dressed in old-fashioned clothes just walk right in front of her car. Hmm. So, of course, she threw the brakes on. Who wants to run over some right. little, little kid, you know, seven or eight-year-old? The kid just stood there as if he was stunned, <laughs> you know, with his mouth open, his eyes wide. And she put on the brakes and squealed to a stop about three inches from the boy, uh, who then promptly disappeared. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Wow. And that, that was happened quite recently. This isn't like a long time ago. I think a lot of legends get formed. We have the Ojai Vampire on Creek Road. We also have, to be not outdone, uh, the Ojai Wolfman. The Wolfman comes about. And uh, it's all these different stories are linked to that. Now, how much is real? How much is uh, folklore? I don't know, but it's all interesting. No and it's what. all fascinating, too. Everything is fascinating about that. Oh, yeah, especially if it's weird and different. And mm -hmm. we've got enough weird and different in Ventura. It seems to attract weird <laughs> and different people like me. That's why I live here, too. <laughs> and there's so many places that are haunted. There's restaurants, hotels. You can actually sleep with a ghost if you want uh, over at the Pier Pontiac which mm -hmm. has been around since 1910. Mm -hmm. And then in Ojai, they have the uh, Glen Tavern Inn, which has at least three ghosts, if not more. Wow. Uh, so all kinds of different haunting phenomena are encountered here in Ventura. Wow. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back. We'll be with John Good, but don't worry. Richard will be right here before the end of the show. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Seth Doherty, a professional land surveyor with Latitude Surveying. We help homeowners, realtors, developers, contractors, and architects define property lines, create topographic surveys, site plans, and other maps. We service Santa Barbara and Ventura counties. Give us a call at 805-637-1975 or check us out on the web at latitudesurveying.com. Again, this is Seth Doherty with Latitude Surveying at 805-637-1975. 805-637-1975. Moving house this year? Imagine having a gentle, experienced partner to help you prepare and lead the team to pack, move, and completely resettle your new home as you've planned. At Gentle Transitions of California, we call that person a move manager. Why not schedule our no-obligation move planning meeting to find out more? Just call 800-619-3049 or visit gentletransitions.com to get started. That's 800-619-3049 to let us help you move gently this time. 
Welcome back, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate right here on KBTA 1590. I'm Karen Campbell. And I am Bob Ridgway. And we're so glad to have you, Bob. You're such a hilarious guy. I'm not the only man in the room this time, too, by the way. (laughs) Just love you to death, I'll tell you. We have John John Good with us today. He is an author of Blood on the Badge. And he is a retired police officer of 40 years. And he has been in law enforcement, uh, extensive training in the juvenile office, as a juvenile officer, a field training officer, a bicycle officer, and a school resource officer. He's going to talk about his security company and his new book. So, hey, John, how are you? Wonderful, Karen. How are things in California? They're beautiful. Today's a beautiful day. It's a little crispy outside, but that's for us, not for you, probably. It's only about 62 or 3 degrees today, um, and I know it's colder there. So You're killing me, girl. You are killing me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being with us today. You can always move back here. (laughs) This is true. I was in San Diego for a book writers conference uh, last month. It's called ButcherCon. Love San Diego, love all of California. Yeah. So it was a wonderful, wonderful time. Absolutely. So tell us about your new book. It's called Blood on the Badge. Blood on the Badge is a police, police crime fiction novel based on a former Navy SEAL named Matt O'Neill, who is over Afghanistan. His unit gets a little bit into trouble, and Matt decides that, you know what, he's had it. He wants to be in, he's in love with his wife, Kelly have a great future, move back to Illinois. He brings a couple of the Navy SEAL guys back with them. They also retire, and things are going great. And then a week before the day of probation, one of his guys he brought back gets killed in a traffic, while he's making a traffic stop. And then things slowly start to unravel, more and more people start dying, and now Mac goes from being the hero and feeling guilty about bringing him back and one thing leads to another. So, George Cooney, if you're out there listening, a beautiful made movie for you, waiting for you right there, my good friend. Yeah, so there you go. All, it's a great <laughs> possibility. Very nice. And you also Thank own you. a security company, I understand. I did. After I retired from law enforcement, I've got a great life, Karen. I have the author part of it with one on the badge. I opened J.G. Good Corporation located in Schomburg, Illinois, and we do a wide variety of security consulting and presentations for the public, both private and obviously corporations, businesses, things of that nature. Awesome. So Thank you. being a school officer, uh, I'm sure you have a lot of experience working with kids. And so give us a couple tips um for halloween i know you have a lot of them but give us the most important ones first and then we'll take a break and come back and you can give us the rest well first of all what's the weather forecast for you guys uh in ventura california for halloween 60 70 um it's probably going to be about 70 but it's going to be very windy so we have our high fire alert going on from tomorrow to um, monday tuesday and um you know, we might have power outages. We might have, you know, a fire. Hopefully not, but, you know, it's a possibility. They're making us be very careful. Okay. Well, that's a totally, totally different environment than back here, obviously, in Chicago. You have a huge advantage. But the main thing is 
the costume is themselves, right? That uh, we're understanding that a lot of girls could be going as Barbie this year, but a lot of the boys could still be going as stormtroopers. So anything you can do to increase the vision of those people out there in their costumes when they're walking, if so by all means that they're appropriate, that they can see maximum, maximum vision. And we can go as far as even recommend, you know, you may have three or four people all bunched up at one time. You're trying to keep track of your child. And you've got four stormtroopers. So a little red, something distinctive on the back of their helmet or something on the back of their costume, which will make them stand out and won't impair or affect the costume in any means by all. That's a really good point. Thank you. As as a as a driver that's uh, say you know not involved with any of the children that are out there uh, trick or treating, how should you uh, you know what should you watch out for as a driver? I mean, just be careful at every intersection and and so forth. Not even every intersection, my good friend. You'd be amazed by the number of kids who we encourage to walk in a group, but they get satisfied. The group's moving too slow. Or for whatever reason, they break out on their own. You've got to really go down on every residential street and be prepared for kids who may be running in between parked cars, don't realize they can't see you again because of the vision situation or starting to get dark earlier. You've really got to be cognizant and just that one day out of the year to go your ride down on any side street where you see any possibility of kids being out trick-or-treating. Very good point. Thank um, you. Yeah. You know what? We're going to take a really quick break, and when we come back, we'll go get into more tips for parents taking kids out for trick-or-treat. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Opa! You don't have to travel to Greece to enjoy the food, dancing, music, and culture. The Greek Ventura has it all. Healthy, traditional Mediterranean foods, fresh, daily seafood, succulent steaks, cozy up at the fire pit on our newly remodeled patio, open daily for lunch and dinner, brunch on the weekends, extended happy hour from Monday to Friday, 2 to 9 p.m., all overlooking picturesque Ventura Harbor, where the parking is always free. Go to thegreekventura.com. Opa! Hi there, I'm Pola, and I'm the Psychic on the Avenue. I'm a spiritual advisor, clairvoyant reader, and I'm here to help you focus on releasing the past baggage that's only been weighing you down. Also connecting with the present to help you look forward to make a bigger, brighter future. I specialize in all areas of life, and especially the power of love. Aren't you curious to know what your partner is feeling, thinking, or wanting? I can guide you through any situation giving you the spiritual key to open new doors, gain insight and intuition. This truly is my life's work. You can reach me at my location at 108 North Ventura Avenue or 107 Figueroa Street, both located in downtown Ventura. Or you can reach me at 805-628-3333. That is 805-628-3333. If you call in and use the code GIRLSONAIR, I will grant you $150 worth of services for only $85. I hope to hear from you soon for a spiritual awakening. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Welcome back, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. Happy Halloween to all of you. Thanks for listening today. I'm Karen Campbell. And I'm Bob Ridgeway. And we are giving away a $25 gift certificate to the Greek at the Harbor. Ooh. It is a great place to eat. It's a fun place to be. It's right in the middle of everything on that little strip there. 
and um, Lynn McGillotto's does a fabulous job and makes it fun for everybody that goes there. So John Good is with us. Hey, John, welcome back. Great to be back. So continue with some tips, some really important tips. I think the, the sticker on the back of a, a helmet, I know my little nephew is going to be a spaceman this year, and um, that's a very good thing to put, like a reflective little sticker exactly. on the back of it. So Now you, you went to break and you talked about the word parent, and it's really a great time for parents to step up and case in point being, if you do have any rules, are we bringing the family dog with, right? The time to talk to your kids about these things are not five minutes before they're getting walking out the door because the kids already are hyped up. They're not going to be listening to you. But as we mentioned, maybe at dinner tomorrow night or breakfast on Tuesday morning, some of the small little guidelines got to stay together. We're not going to separate. We're not going to you know, run twin cars. And obviously, you know, we're not going to go into anyone's home if they say, hey, come on in for a minute. I got my candy, but back here, we're going to stay together outside. And parents, please, please, this is the time not to be on your cell phones, but to be monitoring what exactly your children are doing at this time. That's a really good point, John, because... You never know if someone's going to just close the door and you don't know if your kid's in there or not, right? The, the one or two times where we did have an incident that I'm familiar with and I talked to the parents to try and get the information for the report, the parents had very, very little information, Karen, because, again, they were on their cell phone, distracted by all means, the dog barking, things of that nature. So we, again, want to focus really on... Uh, Who's giving out what? I've known some parents that once the child gets the candy, the parent looks exactly to make sure they know where the candy came from. Hopefully not if there's a problem, but if there's a problem, they can identify which home they, they got it from. And in closing as well on the parent aspect, now is the time to make sure your ringtone cameras on your doorbells you know, are working properly. If there is a problem, You've got film documentation of it. You've got all kinds of things like that that you can use to support your kids. Okay, when the uh, when you get home, let's say the festivities are over and, and the <clears throat> you and the kids have gotten home, uh, you know, short of you eating all of their candy, <laughs> what, what uh, uh, I mean, what as a parent should you do? Should you uh, screen every piece of candy before they start consuming it or what's your what's your suggestion absolutely. on that absolutely um when i was married and i had small kids uh the kids came home i had daughter and son's time candy was laid out and again you, just, you can say i'm using i'm doing this to uh, break it up a little bit because we're not going to eat it all at one time we can expect for faulty wrapping uh things of any nature that you find vicious whatsoever you just look for an anomaly an anomaly yeah, of some sort. Of, yeah. Right. We're not take big fans of taking fruit, anything that's not wrapped. We want everything to be wrapped and separated, checked out. Exactly. That's a very important part because a couple years, you know, before COVID, we actually had people putting powder around candy. It would come back. It would look kind of sticky, like it got wet, but then there was powder around it. I know that happened to my, my nieces and nephews. So, um, we basically threw the candy away. 
right? Because that's you a, don't. That's a good idea. You just that's don't know idea. what that was. And the other thing too is uh, I'm familiar with we're all pretty diversified, knowing that there's different police stations that even will go as far as have laboratories that can X-ray something that you find very, very, very suspicious. Right? I'm not trying to put any fear into anyone. Right? We're talking about prevention here. But there have been some isolated, isolated cases where parents, for whatever reason, felt there was something suspicious about the candy they had gotten, and they wanted it taken to a, uh, a medical facility. The police department's not going to x-ray it, obviously. Mm-hmm. I have it checked out carefully. Very good tip. Good. Thank so, you. So, John, tell everybody where they can find you and where they can find your book. Hey, well, we are located, like I said, in Schaumburg, Illinois, right? We have a wonderful, wonderful website, which we have close to 18 different safety tips for Halloween posted on our website of JG Good Corporation. We're a corporation, self, corporation phone of 224-763-0843, 224-763-0843. And my book is available on Amazon. Again, it's blood on the badge. There's no E on the end of good. G-O-O-D. It's going to be a trilogy. The second book is called Blood on the Coffin. No, it's not a vampire mystery. Right? <laughs> this is the second part. And you got to buy book number two to figure out who survives book number one. Interesting. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, John. We so appreciate you. Thank Aaron, you for doing for what me. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you, sir. You have a great day and take care. Thank you. Well, we are giving away a gift certificate to the Greek at the Harbor. Uh, Give us a call, 650-1590. That's 650-1590. Get your name in the drawing. We're giving away a $25 gift certificate to the Greek. It's a great place to be. It'll be fun for the holidays, and you can make reservations and use that gift certificate. So give us a call. Uh, Coming back up, we have Richard Sennett with us, and he is going to take out the show with a lot more ghost stories. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Pat from Pothier Hypnotherapy, and I'm located right here in Ventura County. Just open a newspaper, watch TV, or even get on social media, and you can see all the negative things that affect our lives. In my practice, we focus on the positive. We want to assist you to be the very best that you can be, to live your best life ever. I offer a variety of services under my three main programs of diet-free life, weight management, smoking sensation, and overcoming trauma. See, we all have something that holds us back. I can be reached through my website, pothiahypnotherapy.com, or call myself, 818-468-0777. We all deserve happiness, peacefulness, and love in our lives. Call me. Again, that phone number, 818-468-0777. Welcome back, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. We're real women in real estate right here on KVTA 1590. I'm Karen Campbell. I'm Bob Ridgeway. And we are streaming live today on KVTA.com, so you can listen from anywhere about all of these Halloween shenanigans we got going on today. So we're real happy to have Richard Sennett with us. He's back. Um, so thanks for being here, Richard. We appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. And I just found out that you are an author as well, and yeah. you have many, many books. Yeah, they're on Amazon.com. You can do it. One of my most recent is called Ghost Dogs of California. Ghost Dogs? Yeah, and I also have another one called Monsters of the Golden West. And um, 
you can get those. Now, ghost dogs, uh, people urged me to write this book. And in my <laughs> studies of ghosts, I came across a lot of stories about people encountering ghost dogs. In fact, even I encountered one at one point. And so I decided I'd write about them. I'm surprised how common they are. Now, I could have made it national. I mean, there's so many stories out there, but I decided to keep it in the state of California, which is my home state and where I know and work. And I have a lot of contacts here so I could gather information. But the Ghost Dogs book is a lot of fun. It sounds like it. Sounds like it's a good Christmas gift. <laughs> for people like you, Bob. <laughs> now, yeah, I what's sold a lot the, of those books. What's the easiest way for people to find that uh, all of your books on Amazon? Just go to your name. Is that the best way to do it? Yeah, go to Amazon.com or uh, Richard Serrett Books by Richard Serrett. And how do you spell your last name, Richard? S-E-N-A-T-E, just like Congress. Great. There you Great. go. And uh, by the way, it's Irish if you're at all interested. Okay. We right. always wondered if we were Latinos or Italians or who knows, but it's Irish. Irish. I, I have a, a question for you. I, uh, my wife and I spend a lot of time up at Bodie. Yeah, oh. Do you investigate or have you been involved with any of the ghost towns throughout California or Nevada oh, or anything like yes. that? We, we love Bodie. It's a really unique place. Oh, it is very neat. I urged everyone to go there. A lot of famous events happened there famous people lived there and there was a murder a day yes Bodie yeah and the boot hill is quite uh, large and haunted mm -hmm. and there are different structures that are rumored to be uh, haunted but there was a it was a wild place whenever you have that kind of lawlessness going on it leaves yeah. ghosts behind yeah for those of you that don't know about Bodie it's a it's a former uh, gold town. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the original from the, the main mother load, I guess, of, uh, of the eastern Sierras, uh, north of Lee Vining and a little bit uh, east from where Lee Vining is off of 395. So if you're ever up in the Mammoth Lakes, June Lake area, or staying up at Bridgeport, anything like that, it's a great location uh, to go do some uh, you know, do some some hunting, you know, as far as uh, ghost hunting and also looking at a genuine uh, uh, ghost town that's managed by the state of California. It is but a don't take part. anything. There's a no. curse. On, if you take something and take it home, you get a curse with you. A lot yeah. of people mail them back after having bad <laughs> things happen. But no, a lot of ghost towns are haunted and these included like Ransburg down in the Mojave Desert, a lot of places mm -hmm. like that. And be wild things, most people don't realize it, but Ventura was a pretty wild place in the 19th century. People don't realize our first economy was cattle. It was a cow town. They uh, still call it that sometimes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, it was wild. Every other building in the downtown was a saloon. And cowboys. In fact, the, when we were formed, 1866, you know how many people we had? 350. Wow. But on the weekend, the population rose to 3,000. Because hmm. all the cowboys got paid, and they came to Ventura to spend their paycheck. On alcohol. Uh, alcohol. <laughs> and, of course, what else do cowboys get? Lonely, yeah. yeah. So they had ladies who, for a fee, would uh, uh, accompany you and um, 
Uh, give you a good time. I didn't yeah. know that Ventura had a red light district. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was pretty wild. That encompass much of the town. But it was a wild, just cow town. There was gunfights and stuff. These things bring ghosts. And brothels especially are notoriously haunted. Well, and I've heard that our downtown uh, government area, which is off of Poli, 501 Poli, um, that that building is like the worst haunted building. Uh, it's a, several of them that are quite haunted. One of them is uh, the now closed, it's the tavern. And also a lot of the hotels are haunted. And many of them are haunted by ladies, working girls, you may want to call them, and that date back to the World War II era. Mm -hmm. Hey, we were full of sailors, right? What did they want? Well, yeah. a good time. And <laughs> women to provide it. And they left ghosts behind. And these are still uh, haunting the downtown area. So we, that's one of the reasons we have such a wild area. So I have another question. So Cemetery Park downtown has a lot of very old headstones. And a lot of them had been dug up and thrown behind two trees at one point because we all used to hike up there. Well, and no, that, that's <laughs> kind of the bad story. Oh, is that yeah. the bad story? Yeah, yeah, in the 1960s, everything was changing. They wanted to, to improve the city in many ways, and they found that when you were going into Ventura, you'd pass this marble orchard cemetery, and they thought that wasn't cool. That's <laughs> so pretty they, cool, actually. What did they do? They Well, to me it's cool, but to, they thought it wasn't. So they took all the tombstones and threw them in the breakwater. Oh, goodness. And they did move a few bodies, six. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the other 3,000 are still there. And uh, a lot of people were upset by this ill treatment of our cemetery. And it's created quite a brouhaha back and forth. And it rises and falls, mm -hmm. you know. Now they're trying to recognize it, and they've at least posted uh, the fact that it is a cemetery, and they have marked some of the many graves that are there, which are, many of them are servicemen. One of them actually won the Congressional Medal of Honor, one wow. of the, the yeah. heroes of the uh, Indian Wars that were fought. It was a, a guy who was a buck private in the Apache War, which we don't study. It was hide hideous fight, no, take no prisoners kind of thing, both sides, just awful bloodbath. Only a few John Wayne movies actually talk about it. But he actually was with a group attacked by the Chiricahuas, and he fought, his officers were killed. The Apaches were really smart. They'd single the officers and sergeants and shoot them first. And uh, he took over the whole command saved his commanding officer who was badly wounded, did a running battle back to the fort, and uh, for that he got the Congressional Medal of Honor. And uh, he was badly wounded and eventually left the service, ended up in Ventura in 1912, buried here, and he was buried in a pauper's grave. Hmm. He'd become an awful alcoholic and because of his wounds, of course. He, kind of self-medicating, I suppose. And uh, his his um, grave is what got a lot of people interested that this man should be honored in some way. 
for his service to the country. Anyhow, it's haunted too. But what many graveyards are, uh, people have seen all kinds of different phenomena. Now, one of the things I like to do is use photography, cameras. And we all have these cell phones with cameras on them. We can take pictures. I was with a group. We went to the cemetery uh, late at night. We were looking for ghosts. She's taking pictures everywhere. She got a picture of a tombstone, which in a cemetery isn't remarkable, except mm -hmm. for all the tombstones were removed in 1969. She got a picture of a standing tombstone. Interesting. People, <laughs> people have gotten pictures of figures standing there. And one of them is a picture of me, and there's something next. I, would, I saw nothing, but she got this picture. I found uh, some great pictures at the Olivas Adobe, where that place is just always produces phenomenon. Uh, orbs, of course, which are debatable. Figures of actual people standing on the balcony, looking out the windows, things of that nature. So it's uh, lots of different things. I like photography because it provides a solid bit of proof that something's there. Not just a feeling or uh, an imaginary thing, but something that was actually photographable and you could see it. Richard, I want to ask you, uh, as, as a person that, uh, that is so involved with, uh, uh, with the ghosts and the spirits and so forth, uh, my first run-in with you, I don't want to call it a run-in, but first time <laughs> I met you, uh, my wife and I were doing an open house. And you happened to come in. This is about 30 years ago. You happened to come in and kind of look around a little bit. It was a much older home built probably in the uh, early 1900s. And you proclaimed to both of us, you says, you know, I think this house is haunted. Uh, <laughs> how, what, what, what tells you that or what gives you that feeling? I mean, is it something that hits you that yes. tells you that? Uh, and I've done this because I've been doing this for so long. I get this feeling, and everybody gets a different one. And it's like a tingle in the back of your neck <laughs> where the hairs kind of raise on the back. Now, people feel it differently. One psychic lady, she, she, uh, her hair on her legs would, would stick out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if she ever shaved her legs, she'd lose her gift. But, <laughs> but she, um, um, we, we, I found that I get that on certain places but lots and lots of older houses. Now, saying it's haunted isn't, doesn't mean you've got Amityville horror in your right, place. Right. In fact, usually it's just something that's there, kind of like in the environment. Mm -hmm. uh, my best advice if you happen to have a ghost is give it a name and just treat it like a member of the family. <laughs> and joke about it. Don't make it scary to your kids. And in fact, one house, they kept, had something in the attic and it kept banging around, so they, they called it Arthur. And they'd say, they're eating, and they hear this banging, and say, Arthur, cut that out. And we'd all stop. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> and, uh, so it's very uh, comforting in a way. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of stories to go on with this yeah. guy, i got to tell you. We need we a two-hour so, show. We need a two-hour show for <laughs> this 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 guy so thank you so much for being with us richard we appreciate your all your stories they're fascinating as heck and um i hope everybody is enjoying this beautiful day happy halloween to everyone and we will see you next week happy